Every leader has problems. Increasing your leadership intensity won't fix them in a healthy way. You need an increase of clarity. From starting businesses, leading multiple nonprofit organizations, both large and small, and a full family life, Dr. Chris McAllister learned how to shift his thinking to thrive. He will help you order your internal world so you can lead your external world. Welcome to the Site Shift, lead podcast with Chris McAllister. What's up, friends? Welcome to the podcast and doing something different today. Uh, one of the things the, or the conversations we have with Sight Shift is about what it means to get out of your own way when you're making self-sabotaging choices. Uh, I enjoy deep thinking, wrestling with stuff, paying attention to rhythms in my life and how to grow like crazy. The problem is when I try to communicate it to others and I'm, I'm writing and I'm trying to formulate things, I can get in my own way. So some of you are just brilliant at that. I'm totally jealous of you. You can, you can sit down and writing is your jam and you just flow. I'm better in the moment. So I can get a general framework and then the parts and pieces come together as I work on it with people. And so had such a blast on the last podcast with my friend Adam. Adam is with me again today. Welcome, Adam. Glad you're here. Hey. Um, and so we're going to do something different. That was such a verbose intro. Um, <laughs> overdone. <laughs> the uh, That's good. I'm sure there's like a ton of people still listening. This is still so good. <laughs> and they're like, well, that was profound. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Uh, so one of the things that Adam has helped me realize and actually done, he'll get me to a place where he's asking questions and I'm, you know, on the tip of my thinking, if you will, trying to process things real fast. And it's what I'm doing when I'm with people, when I'm live, when I'm doing events. And so he's helped me do that multiple times to get out of my own way. So we thought, what if we did that for the podcast? I say we, by that, I mean him, but I'd like to take a little bit of credit for, for it. Uh, right. he, he should, <laughs> hey, <laughs> he shot me a text. He's like, we should do that. And I love it. So here we are. So Adam, I'm going to turn it over to you. Weirdest cool. thing ever. Let you interview yeah. me. No, it's cool. I'm excited. We had you come in and work with our team. And one of the things that we did, I knew the place that you were going to start when you worked with us. Like I knew, um, and just if someone didn't listen to the last podcast, I have a really small branding agency in Columbus, Ohio. It's my wife and a studio manager and a couple of contractors that work with us right now. And uh, I wanted you to come in and work with our team because I wanted the site shift language and sort of attitude to infuse the way that we communicated with each other. Um, and so I knew the place that you were going to start, but then as you walked us through a process, we got to like, what felt like content that you had already sort of like pre-formulated. You, it it almost felt like you knew where you were leading us to, but you, you weren't, you and I talked later separately. And I was like, dude, did you have that planned? Like, is that the meeting structure that you give to everybody? And you would say, no, um, that's that came out of working with you. And I thought, and so what happens to me is I have other clients who end up asking me questions. And so sometimes I just like regurgitate the things that you helped me learn or that you worked with our team through. And they tell me how helpful it is. And they think that I'm really smart, which is amazing. And so I thought to myself, maybe I can get, just get on Chris's podcast and maybe I can just sort of ask him those same questions because if he's helping me, I bet there's a ton of other people the, the information and content is going to be really, really helpful too. Um, and it could be more fun uh, too. You don't have to feel like you have to, you know, carry the podcast for 20 minutes straight. Um, 
So with that being said, I kind of wanted to start in a place of you're working with a bunch of clients right now, uh, entrepreneurs, large businesses, tiny businesses like ours, and you get to talk with these leaders and business owners all the time, every day. And so I was, I was curious if you could say, like, what are – let's even just take, like, working with a team. For somebody who works with a team, uh, and imagine you're just giving this answer to me right now, and you're going to say, what are, the, what are the three, four, or five things that I could do every day if I was going to put a checklist next to my computer and say, do these things every day, and it will help you over the next – five, 10 years, grow an incredibly healthy team? Like what are the small actions that I can do every day? Right on. Hey, um, (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, my mind is off and running. I, I love thinking about this, working on this with people. You know, for one thing, I think you can start off and say you can be friends with your team members. Mm. Um, I had a multimillionaire investor guy pull me over one time and say, I see how you are with your team. You're too close. You can't be that close. And in building like the key team that leads it, the executive team, the leadership team, whatever your terminology is, uh, you know, I've led lots of teams that were not that, you know, that key executive team, but I can say in three ventures, I've made that key team, my friends, and I do not regret it. Now, the Mm. first time I did it, I was super insecure, lots of carnage, and it did hurt more and it did cost more. The next two times I learned a ton and was able to do it in a healthier way and I wouldn't go back and do that again. So first and foremost, if you truly do value those people, Mm. it's going to come out in the way that you treat them. And I would just have it as, uh, you know, something like you said, that checklist. Yeah. I want to know, do they have anything going on in their lives? Just number one, I'm doing a scan of their world. If you are the leader, it's really easy to be out on the horizon, gazing forward, Mm -hmm. dreaming. If you're not looking to the left and the right and going, hey, what's happening in their world? Yeah. You are going to uh, not position them to fly with you. You're going to clip their wings in some way. Gotcha. Um, So if somebody's like maybe not meeting an expectation, even though it was communicated, you agreed upon this timeline or, you know, whatever the project entails, you could come into that space where you're cocked and ready to fire. Like you're going to get after them. You're upset. You're irritated. Maybe you thought about it all weekend. You festered on it. They don't even know it's on your mind, but you've been talking to them passive-aggressively all weekend uh, in your mind. Well, when you enter that conversation, you're not going to help them. You're going to be so clouded up with your own insecurity and fear, you're going to do more harm than good. Rather than coming in and saying, hey, tell me what's going on right now. How are you? Yeah. Uh, I can think of – well, I can think of so many – I mean – how frustrating it, is, frustrating it is whenever the place that you work pretends like that's the only life that you have, right? And that that nothing else matters, and that you don't have any other, you know, interests or concerns or hobbies outside of that. Um, that's cool. What else? What else would I you put on my checklist? Yeah, I do because I keep going. That's good. You keep it focused. Um, <laughs> uh, so I'll just, I'm gonna like get a buzzer or something like that, dude. Yes, that's good. I need it. Uh, so yeah, span of care. Uh, second would be the one thing you want to force as a leader is self-care. 
them caring for themselves, them learning yeah. themselves, what makes them feel alive. Uh-huh. Nothing as a leader do you want to force. Everything, it's about relaxing your way in who you are, being real smooth about how you direct things. If the room gets out of control, the board meeting goes crazy, how can you move the battle to your strengths in a real relaxed way? That's 1% top-level leadership. Yeah. You who does, okay, so tell me, just pick like three people that you work with, right? And if for them... What does it look like for them to force self-care? Give me some like practical, like real-life examples. Maybe, maybe people who are already doing it. What are some ways that people could force self-care? It sounds like when you say that, I'm like, ah, that feels so true. I don't really know what that always looks like. I want to talk more about not forcing other things. No, I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) So forcing self-care, what this looks like is we're going to have this as a value. So it means that we're going to pay attention to you may love doing company parties where all the family comes. Yeah. What if their spouse is more introverted and likes to stay at home, right? Mm. So so self-care or, or just caring well for the people you lead and them learning to care for themselves, yeah. let's give everybody permission to be who they are. So what? Bill doesn't like to come out and hang out. He doesn't want to do the morning coffee. You know, whatever the thousand different things are, we're right. going to let idiosyncrasies as they need to be here uh, and not block up our mission rain. It's yeah. going to happen. It's, uh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say it's fascinating. We work with a number of companies, uh, and we even try and figure out how to do it with our tiny team here, but who they're working with really large companies, helping them. I'm thinking specifically of a, a company here in in Columbus, who helps really large companies change their food processes and like their food supply in their large corporate offices. These are teams of like 500,000, um, you know, just a ton of people. And they're doing it as a employee and team engagement. It's almost like, you know, boosting productivity across the board. And it's really that that's probably one tiny example of forcing self-care, helping people take care of themselves, you know? Totally. Yeah. What nutritionally is amazing. That made me think about that. But I asked somebody uh, today, so today was just a day of a lot of back-to-back coaching. You know, when can you go in your mind to the last time you felt relaxed? Mm. Like I'm not stressed or worried. There's no open loops that are are just sucking life out of me. And this person didn't have a time like that. Well, I'm uh-huh. going to carry that in a good way yeah. as a value to champion. I'm not responsible for people to take on those activities, but I am responsible to create an environment that they are are stirred up to consider. What are the activities that make them feel alive, feel alive and are they doing them? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, you know, you're not going to compete anymore on pay and title if you want the best level talent. It's the environment. Right. And that's a killer environment to be in where people are learning themselves. Yeah. Okay, dude. Next one. What's on my checklist to keep my keep my team members uh, healthy, vibrant, growing? And I just had to point out that I let that one fade down. You didn't. Have yeah, to you did a great job. Off. It's good. We're like we're syncing up. We're only on point number two, and we're already I in the make, flow. I want to make a clap noise. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we can sync that in later. Uh, so yeah, caring for the team, helping them fly, uh, learning how they engage the task. So we want to get mm. the job done. We want to get it done well. But I want to know how they're ramping up. 
if you are doing things of any significance, you're you're accomplishing projects, you're moving launches out, yeah, uh, things like that are happening where there's a lot of logistics, there's complex time scale, all that stuff. Well, I want to know what are you doing to engage if it is coming from a place of hype and we gotta we gotta ramp this up hard and we gotta get the energy way up and they gotta match my intensity, then I'm gonna fry them. I'm yeah. gonna burn them out. Instead, what I'm going to do is make sure that they have permission to be where they are with the project. There right. may be concerns. There may be last-minute issues we got to walk through. But there's going to be an emotional gut check where they're not having to mirror me. Gotcha. They get to be where they are. How would you – what's that – give me that conversation. How do I have that conversation? Yeah, take it street level. Um, so, guys, launch happens. You're in the staff meeting. Two weeks. Let's do a run through a checklist. Here's how a normal leader is going to do that uh, yeah. that is insecure. You fired up? I'm fired up. Let's get fired up. Wanting everybody mm. to get ramped up. Instead, in that conversation, what you're doing is, all right, guys, this has huge potential. Really critical. Want to make sure everybody's focused. Where are we not seeing a concern that we need to? Is there an external mm-hmm. factor we're counting on we can't control? Is there a place we're chasing a fantasy? Um, that mm. calm demeanor is going to relax the team, and they're going to perform better. I was in a gym uh, this past week watching a dad teach his son to box. Yeah. Yelling at him, berating mm. him, tearing him down. I wanted to give that guy a book, a copy of the talent code book, so bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, you're just going to lock up your son's performance. You're teaching him to hate this because you're building a trigger. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So that would be uh, that would be key. How do you do the emotional engagement of the task? Yeah. It just seems like even so much of what you're talking about is just creating space for your team to sort of work how they work and be brilliant in the places that they're brilliant and not trying to, I mean, it's almost like you're not even like micromanaging their, I don't know, I'm looking back through the list. It's almost like you're not micromanaging your, their emotions, right? And not trying to like dictate how they feel about everything. Huge. Most, a lot of people that get to a high leadership space have shut down their ability to feel. And it served them well, and it's going to kill them in their next leg of leadership. Yeah. And just now, like, go ahead. Well, just they, I can think of so many times where we've watched people just be a steamroller, right, and just shut everything down. Um, they don't feel anything. They're just not, not afraid of anything, not even really in touch with any of that, but just kind of blast through people, you know. You will feel excited about this project, or I'll make you feel excited. Yeah. I'm going to manipulate and pressure you to get you there. And uh, you're not going to have a team rolling on awesome when you're doing yeah. that. And it sucks. Okay, um, so let's... For, go ahead. No, I was going to say, let's say, let's say, like, I'm not the boss. Like, I'm not the CEO of the company. And what, what do I do? Like, give me a couple of things every day that I would do to check in maybe with leadership or with like, how can I help sort of, I know you can't dictate everything, right? Like if you've got bad leadership, it's going to, you can't, you're not going to change all of that. Um, what, what do I do every day? What's on the checklist uh, next to my desk? Yeah. You know, I think you're looking at first and foremost, um, not what you're getting done, but who you're becoming and doing it. Mm. So a lot of workspaces, it's like, okay, so I have this checklist. Look at all that I've gotten done. Yeah. No, no. I'm asking how 
as you go about those tasks, are you empowering people? Yeah. Are you training people? Are you calling in people beside you? Um, and so if I want somebody to look at themselves and go, how can I be a great teammate? Uh, it comes down to that framework. Uh, huh. How am I growing others while I go about doing this? And some people are like, oh, that's not really possible depending on my team. And I get that there's uh, certain restrictions to that idea. But pretty much everybody has something on a team that they can invite somebody else into that's going to w- w- cross-training, right? Right. And, and man, f- f- there's there's time where people are. They're overloaded. They're tired. They're exhausted. Uh, they're stressed. That little bit of human connection of going about that thing together adds so much meaning. Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking for ways that I can bring others in with me. There have been a couple of places where I rose through just some levels of leadership pretty quick, and it came down to really, like, I'm going to be the most aware person in the room. Mm. Uh, I don't have to be the most powerful person in the room, the wealthiest person in the room, but I am going to figure my stuff out and and help others. And if I'm going about my workflow in a way that's growing others, oh, beautiful. Yeah. Oh, man, I can, I can so resonate with so much of my role is working with artists and other creative people. Um, even we're, I imagine a couple of projects, or I'm thinking of a couple of projects where we have, you know, four or five creative people collaborating on things and they're all so much more talented than I am. Uh, and I always think the best thing that I do is create space and get out of the way and empower them. Um, and whether or not I'm doing that from a, from one piece of the project or leading the project, that's always, it's the same, I think with artists as it is with probably just any employee or team member that you're working with. Yeah, totally. Um, I love it because I want to talk about why fear blocks you up from doing that. But I'll hey, Chris, what's a what's a, what is fear? What does a fear block us up from doing that? Oh man, <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, when you feel afraid of who you are, when you're insecure, when there's a lie you believe, it keeps you from putting yourself. It feels almost like you would have to prove. You're like in that. You have to get in those situations, and you have to prove who you are because you kind of don't believe it yourself. Is that you? Have you ever said that before? You just like put a ball like right over the net, uh, <laughs> right over the net. What is that? Like what sport is? What sport? Okay. Spike it down. I don't ever play volleyball, but it's no, back in the like, back of my brain for some that's reason. A, like, that was like the fourth or fifth sport I thought of, of with a net in it, and I was like, I have no idea what game you're playing. I don't know why volleyball popped. Have in you ever head. played spike ball? That's like the new thing. You haven't? Uh-uh. I don't know. It's my brother's in college, and he plays it, and so. That's like what cool people are doing now. I picture handball. Is that it's kind it? of like a little mini trampoline, uh, and it's I don't I don't know. Just Google spike ball, and it's gr- it's great. <laughs> I have to um, check that out. Yeah, but for me, if I'm saying to a team member, uh, "What's going to help you contribute and move this forward?" The next thing would be, "What are the tasks that you are running from doing?" What are the things that are getting constantly pushed off your to-do list? Uh, Don't hide those. Yeah, yeah. So if there's a secure leadership environment, then you can come to the leader and say, like, I'm just being honest with you. I'm going after this and attacking it. Yet, this, yeah. these three things keep staying undone. Uh, don't not tell me that. Yeah. Because now I know that 
you don't like doing this, and that's okay. Let's yeah, figure right. out a system and flow. Uh, Maybe it doesn't need to be done. Um, dude, that hits too close to home. I don't want to talk about this. This is like ever since you came in and we started doing our meetings a little bit differently, essentially we have like every other day a really quick check-in with each other to see where the priorities are. And we have a system of follow-up and accountability for things get, that get shared in that meeting. And what stinks is that those those things that I hate doing become really obvious after like three meetings. And they're like, hey, um, I noticed that you never do these and you're supposed to. And then you don't. So what's up with that? It's like my it's like everything you just said is what all of my team does to me every other day. And so today I worked really hard, got my things off, and I'm excited for tomorrow's meeting because I, I'll be, like, proud and be like, hey, I did those things that you guys thought I wouldn't do. So um, it's exciting. It's fun. And then you can – it also gave them – I think this is the other thing is it gave them – when you're aware like that, it gives them a space to express frustration without getting mad at me, right? Like that's something that's frustrating my team that I'm continually doing, and they're able to voice it in a smart place, you know, that doesn't hurt my feelings and it's not telling me that I'm dumb or lazy. Um, and it's, I'm like, Oh, I like taking care of them. I'm going to do these things. So I know it makes a difference to them. So I, I, it's cool. It's been really cool for us. And I've watched it with some other companies that we've worked, that you've worked with is seeing how that communication, um, just makes everyone tighter. Uh, which well, is cool. It, yeah. It pisses me off when I'm like, I read stuff. It's like, oh, you know, you need to hire this thing for your company so you can all communicate better. Right, yeah. And I'm like, no, like the problem, if you say the problem is communication, there's a thousand things that go with that. Yeah, right. Something blocks healthy communication. Something blocks the systems that foster healthy communication. Let's unblock that. Then we're going to build the systems around it, and it's a sense of flow. Yeah. Um, it, you know, I haven't met anybody yet or any organization yet that it's truly communication is the problem. No, somewhere fear and insecurity are the root yep. of it. And and for me, if I'm asking for a team member uh, to to do these things that, you know, hey, this is what I would expect, and this is healthy, and this is amazing if you would be like this, uh, it would also be not only those tasks that you hide, but... Um, have the courage to let me know if mm. you don't want to be amazing at what you do. Yeah. Um, if you don't want to be amazing at what you do, that's fine. We need to figure out something else. It may be that you're not on the team. Yeah. It may be that you're not in the in the company, and there needs to be a safe place to process that. So if people mm. are hearing this right now and their yeah. leader is not secure, and I've mentioned this on other podcasts, you play poker. You develop right. a plan to get out, and you get out, and you match their personality and intensity on the way out the door, you know, because those people can't be trusted. And if they sniff out that, you know, there may be a change for you, boom, you're gone. Yeah. So yeah. that's just looking out for people. But I want you to come to me and be like, look, um, I, it's either changed. I, I don't have the motivation for this anymore. Yeah. I want to wait and see if it comes back. I mean, motivation, you know, I haven't done an in-depth podcast on this, but hype fades, motivation renews. Yeah. So you hit a space where you're motivated. A lot of people hit that dark middle where you're not motivated anymore, and they try to run back and reattach to an old motivation. You can't uh, do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got to go to the new one. It's like when I listen to my high school. Yeah, I listen to like my high school football pump-up 
mix, you know, on the way into work every day because I need to get hyped and pretend that I care, you know? How many people? Oh, so good, dude. I, I'll play that mix for you sometime when we're uh, strolling around in our amazing cars. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> I can only imagine the thunder from the bass. Yeah. The, uh, but how many people are hyping themselves up and... Yeah. Some people listening to this right now are like, this is all crazy talk. You know, you just got to get in there and do your work and slug it out. And here's the thing that I would say to you. Yes, that does happen. Yeah. But if you can't find a way to mentally reframe that, if you are suffering through it, you're burying stress symptoms that in 20 Mm. years will start showing themselves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think about, I think so much, I I had a hard, I was not a motivated person for like the first 20 some-ish years of my life. Um, And I didn't, I I came across as like pretty lazy and pretty lax and didn't, I didn't do, didn't study very much for school. uh, Didn't, you know, my jobs, I, I always tried hard, but I liked, I just liked people. So anytime I was around people, I naturally did a good job of my job. But anytime I had to do something on my own, I didn't do a good job with it. And I, it was working with you five years ago, that stuff started to change. I started to become ambitious in the right directions and in ways where I was starting to do more creative things and start to really live sort of in my sweet spot, in my gifts, in my whatever. Um, and now I'm like, I've almost went, I get, I err on the side of the opposite now where I'm like waking up. I have to remember to make time for myself to like be lazy and to relax. Um, and so I know so many people in my life would have told me you're just lazy. You just don't work hard. You know, you just need to suck it up and work harder. And for me, that just wasn't the case. Uh, it was relaxing a little bit and figuring out what I really wanted and what I was really excited about, who I really was. And then I, everything else just made sense. Everything just clicked after that. It flows. I mean, that's, it's so awesome to hear that flow state. And this is something I've been saying on Twitter a little bit here and there is not the exception. It should be the baseline. It can be the baseline. And that's the beauty of it. And when you get to a place where you're synced up, who you are is secure, not perfect because we lose it and we get back to security recently. Yeah. But when who, what you do is an extension authentically of who you are, it does unblock. It does change. Yeah. And you can't analyze your way into that state. You can't strive your way into it. You can't think your way into it. You can't read enough leadership books into it. You can't go to enough hype seminars to get into it. You truly relax your way into it. Yeah. That's the only way. Yeah. Um, it would be like me telling my kids, you know, hey, go outside and have fun. Yeah. Uh, it's just ridiculous. Go outside and play. What are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. Explore. Uh, uh, I, I, had a, I had a coach when I was in high school who always said, um, be quick but don't hurry, uh, which doesn't make sense when you're in high school and you don't understand like the nuances between those two things. Uh, and he was also like a pretty, you know, uh, he was a pretty like intense, direct guy. And so the, probably the tone, you know, was like, got everybody in a little bit of a, you know, rush and just really like blocked up intense. Uh, I appreciate now what he was trying to say. Uh, but the effect was way different. Uh, okay. So, so let's, we'll probably, I would have, you wrap me up because this is your podcast, but are we like, we're like nearing. Yeah, I think I, it's, 
okay, so we're getting we're getting there, right? Yeah. We're like on the home stretch. Yeah, I think which it's we're like which I when I ran I used to run the mile in high school. And if you see me, you'd be like, Oh, you ran track in high school? That's a huge <laughs> surprise. You look more like a shot putter than a track runner. Um, which is cool. I'm cool with it. But I I didn't understand this and I I would do this thing every time I ran the mile race. I was I just tanked the first three laps because that last lap is when everyone cheers for you, and then spe- specifically that last like home stretch. So I would get like thirteenth out of sixteen all the time. But that last sort of hundred meters was this glorious. Like I sprinted so fast, um, but I just wasted too much of my energy. That's a long way to say we're at the home stretch now, where all the amazing stuff is going to happen. Um, okay, so do this for me. Tell me. A couple tips, tricks, hacks, uh, shortcuts to doing healthy team, healthy leadership. And tell me stories. Give it to me from some of the people that you've worked with and that you've seen. Like, what are some things that they've implemented with their team? What are some, and you can be pretty practical. You could be generic enough that we don't, like, know what company it is. But um, just tell me what, like, real people are doing in the real world. Dope. Got it. Yeah. Uh, so first and foremost, meeting schedule. Everything. Yeah. That's everything. Uh, most companies overmeet, and then they have tons of crappy ones. Gotcha. You don't have to have a ton. Have a few key ones. They're the most important things that happen when you get the schedule for it and it's set. Uh, gotcha. Habits. Do you mean like meetings? What do you mean by meeting schedule? Like meet every Wednesday or is it or like what happens during the meetings? Like what do you mean? Yeah, so, I mean, it doesn't matter for me, like, the size of the company, uh, but how much work is happening and depending on how connected they are or how connected they need to be. So yeah. some places need to meet at least weekly, uh, and and it's crazy to think that some aren't. Uh, some meet twice a week, some meet three times a week, depending on the flow and how things are developing. Gotcha. But what I want to do is make sure of this. There is a system in place in that meeting where there's a democratized process where everybody can uh, make sure what needs to be seen and heard and felt is seen and heard and felt. Gotcha. you got to systematize it. So I want to create like a document that people can dump ideas into, and the extroverted people don't need it ahead of time. The introverted people do. They look over it and they prepare. Uh, And then I want to make sure that there's there's three pieces to that. And, you know, different companies, it works different ways. Um, most companies, and I say this just from experience, most companies need a template like, you know, who needs to know what, yeah. what do we need to talk about and what do we need to act on? Uh, this idea that we're going to inform, discuss, mm. act. And what a lot of meetings will do is they'll put pressure on something that you're informed of that day. You have to act on that day. Now, yeah. Just get a cycle real fast. Yeah. yeah. Inform. We'll discuss it next week, the week after we act. Dude, where were you this morning? I got into a uh, fight slash disagreement with my business partner slash wife uh, this morning that was like, if you had just walked through these three with us while we were sitting there at uh, getting coffee, I was trying to discuss something and she thought I needed her to do it like today. Yeah. Right? And so she was like, well, don't, she's like, I don't have time for that. I'm like, what do you mean? We have... We have like the next year to have time for this, you know? Uh, yeah, man, it just like so much clarity comes from those three. 
And let it so let it percolate. So yeah, yeah. I'm informing you. We'll discuss next week. We discuss <laughs> next week. We act. Um, I'm gonna tattoo that on my like face so that people to see it when I'm talking to them and they can like make their own judgment of what I'm doing. You know, <laughs> that's awesome. That's good. There's okay, so what's it? Oh, I was saying no, I you don't remember who to credit for that. I got that years ago. Probably uh, me. I think I did. Probably I said was. that. Yeah, it was or John Maxwell. A lot of stuff comes from either me or John Maxwell. Uh, strange enough, um, who was the guy that actually, well, <laughs> I'm just saying like generic business books. No, it was snail Carnegie Snape. Yeah. So JK <laughs> Rowling like hid like a whole leadership thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. That if you have the code, you can see. And then it. you do all of Snape's, uh, lines and dialogue backwards and then it's, then it's, it's a leadership book. Yeah. The second yeah. thing that he tells you, if you listen to it all backward, is <laughs> when you delegate, and this would be the, another tip hack, look for intent. Uh, so in the military, <laughs> they have this thing called commander's intent. Um, and it would be like if the commander says, hey, go take the bridge. Yeah, and right. Soldiers go take the bridge. Then what do they do? If somebody's trying to cross the bridge, do they blow it up to keep them from crossing? Let's say they do <laughs> blow it up. And the commander's like, no, we needed the bridge. I just yeah. need to take it over. Or bad guys cross over. They don't blow it up. I hate the term bad guys because it's like in this world, everything's so complex. But, <laughs> yeah, right, right. But the other You're side. You're like, what, what religion were the bad guys in this story? Exactly. Then I, then I understand whether or not I agree with you. <laughs> the other side was crossing over. Gotcha. And the commander is like, wait a second. I told you to take the bridge. And they're like, we couldn't take it. And he goes, well, you should have blown it up. I didn't want anybody to come over. Oh, we didn't know. So don't just give the task. Uh, right. Give the intention. Yeah. And you've got to give context. You've yeah. got to give context. You've got to say, this is what the situation looks like. This is what I want you to do. And you're empowered to make the decision when you get there. But this is the aim or intent of what we want to have. Dude, that's an office episode. Daryl has to, like, come up with some reports and they give some name to it, and he has no idea what it is, but he just says he can do it. And he spends, like, the whole rest of the day Googling and, like, asking people. It's like, do you think this looks like a good quarterly? You know? And he's like, has no idea what he's talking about. Um, so awesome. Is there another one? Tips, yeah. tricks, hacks. So so one more, and this is just, like, keeping the, the flow unblocked. Um, have people repeat back what they heard you say. Mm-hmm. So this happens all the time. Oh, I told them, well, ask them what they heard. Right. So I just said this to you. Tell me what you heard. Dude. And that needs to be non-threatening. I mean, that should happen <laughs> both ways. Yeah, yeah. Happen to the leader. Like, ask the leader. So what did you just hear me say? I just heard you say you'd get it done by tomorrow. No, I just said there was no way I could get it done by tomorrow. Um, insecurity, distractions, nutrition, stuff going on in the other parts of our lives can keep us so easy from being present and hearing what's being said. Yeah, dude. So this isn't stuff that we do like obviously a lot of content creation on, but once we're able to help people with the the deep stuff, then this application just hits hard. Oh yeah. No, I think of, man, that, uh, that, the last one you're talking about repeating stuff back, I think, uh, Friday, dude, it's like I have these stories from like within the last 48 hours almost mm-hmm. all the time. But Friday, so Thursday night, our office flooded, which was super fun. Mm. I probably 
sent you over a video uh, of that goodness. Uh, our office flooded, so I was here forever and dealing with a bunch of insurance and just stupid stuff. So Friday, or that was all Thursday night. Friday, I was exhausted, right? I came into the office. I was exhausted. I was like, I'm just going to coast through the day. Told the whole team that. Everyone was cool with it, right? So we were like, we're pretty honest with each other. Um, you know, uh, one of our team members is pregnant, so she'll come in and be like, I didn't sleep last night. So I'm like, okay, cool. I understand. So you don't, you can be however you need to be today. Anyways, we got into this conversation about um, numbers and metrics that were like going the wrong direction or that were something we needed to pay attention to. And I was trying to explain to everybody why they should relax and why they should be like, hey, this happens sometimes and we know that this is a cycle. Um, you know, we, we get done with a bunch of projects and we start a bunch of new Like This happens and we can pay attention to it, but we don't need to fret, right? And I was trying to relax everybody, but I had I was so tired that everyone thought I was like they all got really defensive and they start we started like fighting kind of. And I say fighting, it was super nice and polite and professional. But we started disagreeing and they were pushing back on what I was saying and I was like, God, I'm I'm trying to be helpful here. <laughs> and they both looked at me and they were like, "You sound so pissed off right now." I'm like, "No, I am okay with everything." They're like, "Oh, well, and they started saying back to me what I had, they had heard me say, you know, and I was like, oh yeah, I sound, I need to take a nap. <laughs> I need to not try and have like serious conversations right now, probably. Dude, that's a perfect story of that. It's yeah. we hear through our insecurities or in that case, we speak through our exhaustion. Yeah. Insecurities, yeah. Whatever's happening. It's, I mean, it's not just psychological, it's physiological. Yeah. Uh, it's neurological. Something could have been triggered for somebody like, you know, and Adam, this sounds weird, but you know, dad always wore green shirts. Mm. Boss walks in with green shirts, has the exact same cologne on. Yeah. And he has the same tone and. I mean, people that have not worked with people deeply oh, yeah. could say, no, no, that's crazy. No, it happens all oh, yeah, yeah. the time. Uh, so we got to say it. What did What did you hear me say? Let me know. Yeah. And you check in. Dude, awesome job. That's good stuff, man. I'm going to keep – I want to do this again because I – and I'm next time I'm just going to ask my own – the own questions that I just want to hear you answer because I – like if I need help or whatever. Let's do it. That'd be fun, man. You want to okay. close it out since you kind of ran it? Uh, do you say any like cute thing at the end of your podcast? I, I don't yet because it's okay. the weirdest podcast ever where <laughs> yeah. I just do my own talking. <laughs> yeah. Where you just talk and then you pretend you're like a DJ then. I uh, could do that. Yeah. Um, no, we'll be, we'll chat again. I don't, I don't even know what to say. How do you say goodbye? I don't like goodbyes. Yeah. You could just say, I'll, uh, I'll see you again. Thanks see for you again. listening in. <laughs> I can say that. Yeah. Go for it. Uh, what did you hear me say when I said to you? Thanks for listening in. I heard you say you don't like closing things off, so I'll do it. Peace out. Thanks for being here, people. Thanks. Hey, uh, one second. Hold up real quick. Uh, It's my podcast, so I can hijack it, right? I love the way that we just did that. Um, And there are tons of things to add that you could talk about what would be on that um, post it beside your computer like Adam asked. I love that way of framing it. Uh, but there is one thing that it, my mind kept going back to, so I wanted to add this real quick. Uh, I want to have an agreed-upon set of metrics that I'm watching. It may be just one uh, that you determine is the most important. It may be 
two or three, really more than three, it gets too complex. As the leader, you set that metric. Uh, you want shared ownership of it. And if you still feel strongly that that metric needs to be set and uh, the person that's responsible for delivering that isn't on board, then they need to support that decision. Uh, but I want to make sure that there's an agreed upon standard for what that metric is. And here's why. I want to scan that uh, daily or weekly if, if the numbers are there, uh, depending on how that reporting mechanism is set up, so I can see the smoke gathering before there's a fire, or I can even see the pre-existing conditions that would contribute to a fire. Uh, there's a lot of people that uh, kick into uh, like a high gear to fix a problem once there's already already a lot of conditions in place for that uh, fire to get started and it gets crazy. So I want to learn like, oh, what are those metrics? And then am I seeing things move in a negative direction? So anyway, hope that helps. Thanks for being here. Peace. This has been The Sight Shift, lead podcast with Chris McAllister. Thank you for listening.